0: What's up, ladies and gents? Welcome to the Elk Hunt Podcast. I'm your host, Cody Rich. And if you're new here, this podcast feed is a place for all of the elk hunting interviews that I've done over the last six or seven years. Some are Wapiti Wednesdays, some are from my original podcast. But I wanted to compile the largest collection of elk hunting knowledge and interviews ever put together, which is pretty cool. And I would love your guys' help getting it out there to the world. So if you could do me a huge favor, uh, this is a new feed. So go leave. It a five-star review and maybe tell a friend about it but thank you so much for tuning in and i hope you guys enjoy this elk hunting podcast all right buddy swap team wednesday for the guy that probably doesn't get to archery and elk hunt this year
1: <laughs> yeah that's the way mm. she goes man but, doing dumb
0: um, stuff working on houses
1: <laughs> yeah working too hard in my time off that's the issue i should have been out putting up trail cams You know what's funny about
0: that? I vaguely remember we were talking about your canyoneering trip, and I was like, man, that's kind of dangerous before hunting season. (laughs) And then you end up hurting your foot, not canyoneering, not doing dangerous stuff, but doing housework.
1: (laughs) Right. Of all the things I do, I've done some pretty serious adventures. (laughs) um, Dropping into the nastiest canyons, you know, in North America to climbing whatever peak to you know whitewater pack rafting literally the week before and then i'm working on a ladder and then i'm out for like two months three months right (laughs) that's the way it goes so
0: is it kind of frustrating because i remember so when i when i got hurt real bad um my mom would always tell me, because I was racing a lot of the time, and my mom was like, that's so dangerous, you're going to kill yourself, blah, 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 And I remember I used to say, you know, you can get you can get killed doing anything I might as well do fun stuff.
1: And right. <laughs> like, well, how accurate is yeah, that? Yeah, I mean, I, I used to tell my parents that all the time, or or my wife, and it's like, you know, it's the adage, yeah, you can get hurt crossing the street, and right. literally, that's pretty much what happened. <laughs> I mean, just a routine hammering a couple, uh, a header in for a lean-to, and uh yeah, the feet weren't dug in and it gave out, and mm. there goes the next, like I said, few months of my hunting career. <laughs> uh,
0: so you gonna are you gonna be up and going for bow season, or are we gonna push the little
1: boot scooter? Yeah, all the way to the mountains. I'm already trying to <laughs> find a way to do this, you know. And uh, you know, I was working on a pole barn, and the whole reason for that was to someday get some type of stock, probably yeah. mules or horses or who knows what, but. You know, and I was like, man, I really need to push that up now because I need yeah. a of legs to get me up the mountain because uh, the, there's no way, um, you know, I'll still be on a scooter until mid-September and I'm supposed to be in a walking boot for an additional six weeks after that, but... Where there's a will, there's a way, man. Um, well, if
0: anybody's going to, like, push the limits of what you're supposed <laughs> to do, I'm pretty sure you're going to do it.
1: Yeah, I'll find a way, you know. And, and the other good thing in Montana, um, it's a long season. Right. Right. So I, and I'm an opportunist. Yeah. You know, you take <laughs> take away archery, you can bet I'm going to hunt harder and be more focused come rifle right. and I'll be dialed. So right. Yeah. Right.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, so last year, freaking epic hunt. Um which is not going to – that's what I was joking. It's not going to happen this year because you were right. a long ways in there. Um, I don't think you're going to take your little boot scooter.
1: <laughs> no, it wouldn't make it in there. Um, yeah, last year was I definitely pushed the limits, and I said a high bar or just a goal. I wouldn't say a high bar because, you know.
0: Okay, let's back up a little bit. Sure. So we – like you, you kind of got real serious about archery Oak and you're like, okay, I'm doing this thing. I don't know. I wouldn't say you got your butt kicked because you're fairly successful. Right. But then you're like, okay, I'm going super hardcore.
1: Yeah. You know, I've always, um, I've never said I've been like a trophy. You know, I'm not going to get into the whole trophy hunter thing here, but Treasure Hunter. Treasure Hunter. (laughs) um, You know, but. I, I was fortunate. I know when the last couple times I talked was on here. I talked about drawing those big tags, right? right? So I had the moose tag, and then I had a goat tag, yeah. and then I had a sheep tag. And of course, I'm all in when I have those tags. Right. So elk was secondary. And then after I, I shot that sheep in 2017, the next two years, um, my phone was ringing off the hook, and I'm helping all these sheep hunters and goat right. hunters. And so I, I wasn't like all in on elk, but I still shot an elk every year. Um, always shot a bull elk. Um, you know, yep. Some were egg horns and it was to fill the freezer, Mm -hmm. but I always have always shot an elk. I've never gone here, not shooting one for the last, I don't know how long, long time, uh, 12 to 15 years. Yeah. Yeah. So I always find a way to find one, but they're not, they're not big elk. There's a few pushing, you know, that I'm not, I've actually never scored any of them, but I'm guessing they were like 300, uh, maybe 305 on yeah. the big end, and I've never actually put my focus on elk because I'm kind of a mule deer guy. Yeah. I've talked about that before. <laughs> I grew up hunting mule deer and antelope. We and, need to have you up for a million you Yeah, so right.
0: You're, you're, yeah, you're from mule deer country. You're a mule deer slayer. Yeah. you got some giant mule deer in your cabin. Yep. You've killed a lot of those. So you're like, okay, I need to kill a big bull. Yep. Set the goal.
1: Yep, and that's kind of what happened. And, and part of it, was, it, it wasn't because of... You know, wanting to be never has been about being insta famous or these other people are shooting <laughs> yeah. these big bowls. And it was more for me, like it. It, it honestly is the challenge, right? And, and so I set a, I set a mark with a bow. I was like, you know, I've never shot a bowl. I've shot one around that three hundred inch mark with my bow, and I said I really want to aim for that three twenty. Is just yeah. kind of like being realistic too? Because and and the thing is about shooting. 300-inch bowl, mind you, this isn't a special, this is over-counter tag, over-the-counter unit, right? Um, General season. So I'm out there with every other Joe and And Justin only gets
0: to hunt weekends.
1: And that was my next thing. And I'm a weekend warrior, man. (laughs) I don't get, um, you know, to take much time off. Even my weekends often are are shot because, you know, I'm an educator. I work in a school. Um, I, I can't, you know, September's a busy time of the year for me. Right. School's just starting up. You know, kids are back. I, I just can't take off for two weeks once the right. first day, once uh, students show up. So I am truly a weekend warrior. I know that. So I know <laughs> I have X number of days and, you know, I want to make the most of those. And so that's part of the reason maybe I haven't like fully dedicated, but I, I always ask myself that question. So what if I really focused because um, the, the time I do have, um, you know, I guess one of the perks you could say of uh, being an educator is we get some time off in the summer.
0: Right. Scout time.
1: Yeah, scout time. And, I, and I'd never gone out like, you know, I had been out scouting for mule deer in the yeah. summer and trying to pattern and find a good mule deer. And that's how I shot one of those really nice bucks I had because I found them, mm-hmm. you know, in August and actually ended up shooting them in November. Oh, but, huh. but it was, I did, you know, I had a pretty well, had a bead on them yeah but anyway so i thought well what if i and so i told my wife of course she rolls her eyes (laughs) i was like because she knows one of the things for better or worse when i put my mind to something i'm gonna go do it and i said honey it's time for me to focus on elk and and i you know and i had people call and say hey i want you to go sheep hunt with me i drew that sheep tag and that unit you had and every year it happens right um, and, and i told those people i helped them as much as i could you know e-scouting dropping pins mm-hmm. giving them waypoints i'm happy to do that i love it yeah. i love talking i said but i turned people away and i just said i'm not gonna go with you because i'm going elk hunting this year yeah and so i grabbed my trail cameras went out almost every weekend in the summer that I had off and i started turning up some good bulls you know and just watching them grow and i was starting to get you know kind of get excited it's like all of a sudden the secluded basin Way back, and I've, I've been hunting this country for quite some time. There, and there's this place on this map. Um, I've always, you know, just never gone there for good reason.
0: There's always that one place that you're like, I always
1: think you see it on the right. map, and you're like, I gotta go there someday, yep. you know. Yep, and I've, I've been saying it for several years. Yeah, I just said, I really need to go there. And I'd been there, um, like in the summer months, you know, cruising around. But I never actually hunted it because I knew the ramifications. If you were right. to, if you were to get something down, like a massive animal, like a bull elk, yeah. down, you are you're in for it. Right. And I always said, well, someday I'm going to grow a pair and I'm going to <laughs> go do it. You know, and, and and I was scouting everywhere. Well, you know, expanded my comfort zone, discovered some new honey holes, and you know, as well as I do, once those bulls strip their velvet, everything can change. Right, and, and I used to believe that scouting in the summer months was kind of a waste of time, if I'm being honest, especially for elk. I don't think that anymore. Really? Yeah, you know.
0: Okay, let's let's pause the story because I was going to ask you that anyway. So, Mm -hmm. like, in your – well, I think a lot of this stems from, like, you – pick up these uh special tags and i hate calling them trophy tags uh-huh. so you, you like do the sheep hunt and like you you understand what the next level looks like and you and i've talked about that like okay here's what the next level looks like right so let me apply that to elk i feel like before you had some of your premium tags you were kind of like oh yeah i'm an elk hunter i go elk hunting mm-hmm. after premium tags you're like okay this is what the next level is i need right. to take to the next level would you agree with that
1: hundred yeah. percent. I, I think when you have a premium tag like that, you become so hyper-focused mm-hmm. or at least I do. And, right. and, and I think you might be a little bit the same way, but like when I go, when I, when you get a tag like that, I mean, I read every piece of literature I could right. find. I talked to every human right. being I knew that held that tag or hunted similar country. Right. Like when I had that sheep tag and goat tag, when I drew my goat tag, I literally walked that unit boundary to boundary from east to west, north to south, and covered every drainage in that unit. And I looked at—I felt like I—I I know I missed some, right? right? But I felt like I looked at every mountain goat in that unit, right. and, and, you know. And I shared all that data with the biologist when I was done, and she was—her she, mind was blown. She's like, "Holy crap!" <laughs> yeah. She's like, "I've never, you know, in all my airplane counts and all this, never." had this much data and so right. like i felt like i i mean that's you get super focused and and i think i did take some of that and i so what well, can kind of asked myself what if i did apply that to because right. when you're in montana a state like montana and i've been you know i'm a i'm a lifer right you know like a fourth generation montana you can't take it for granted i think because we get to hunt bull elk every oh, yeah. year And and you think multiple seasons or it doesn't happen. Oh, and it's a long season. Like we just said earlier, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, so from September till the end of November, you can hunt elk. And and, and so what if I took that acute focus that I did when I was goat hunting and sheep hunting and I actually applied it to elk, what what am I capable of? What would change or
0: like what would be different? And that's, man, I think everyone should go through this. Mm -hmm. And it's like, I think when you get a couple of premium tags and you go all in, and you you really, like, see what that next level is, like, that gives you the confidence to be like, okay, if I had – I don't want to use Montana as a general because it's too large, but, like, any Colorado general season tag or Oregon general season tag, you applied that same amount of work ethic and, I don't know, just – drive to a general season tag you're going to be successful right obviously you're not going to kill as big of an animal but mm-hmm. you're going to be successful so i always think about the guys that are like oh you know the, let's say the average hunter kills every other year which is probably realistically like every fifth year or something like that right. like i think if you take that level of like if you treated every elk hunt like you just drew a once in a lifetime sheep hunt you'd be successful promise you
1: yep promise I'd- you I <laughs> couldn't, I couldn't agree more. Right. I, and that was exactly what my focus was last year. I, I, I and I took that mentality, that sheep hunters mentality. Right. I knew I'll probably never draw that tag again. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and I, what, what is possible? What can I right. do? And, and I, and I set that and, bar, and I, and I did, I went hard. I mean, I was, Uh, every weekend or even for four or five days straight, I was was just living with camp on my back and following elk and just Mm -hmm. learning all these things. And this, how does this drainage run into this drainage? So back to the summer scouting, (laughs) what,
0: what did you learn? Like, what is the biggest takeaway for you? Is you're like, man, I spent a ton of time summer scouting. It's, you know, a lot of people are like,
1: oh, well, well, the elk move anyway. So, you know, that's going right. to change, right? Yeah. The, yeah. And, and you kind of realize that when you're, I know that much about elk, right? Mm-hmm. As I know when they strip that velvet, often their patterns are going to change, right? And they're going to be moving. But it, it, I think of it this way, like when I was looking at this country and, and we're talking a huge track of land, right? Um, it seems so big and, and like, oh, insurmountable. Like, mm-hmm. how can I ever get to know? this country and after a while like all of a sudden it just in my brain things started to click like just the way the country is and how those elk moved even in the summer months you start imagining and then you and then you discover like some old rubs right Mm -hmm. or you're walking this you discover there actually is a bench on that mountainside that you never really knew until you actually like went in it went in there And actually took a deep dive where you discover that, man, there's a little seep here. I never knew there was water there walking through this timber or following this elk trail. So you start following elk trails and you see these old rubs and you find these seeps or wallows or just things like that. And all of a sudden, it's like it becomes more like your backyard and you can start imagining how these elk work and move through the country. Or you, you you find a pocket of cows and you take note of that. And like, you know, if the cows are here and I'm seeing big bulls here... And, you know, the terrain, you you imagine, man, like, man, this could be some running grounds here and this could be right. epic, you right. know. And so all of a sudden it just kind of like all these little pieces of the puzzle where before I was kind of clueless because not clueless, but like only working with certain pieces of the right. puzzle. And when you put a lot of time and effort in, you know, I'm constantly uh, dropping pins when I'm out in the summer scouting like this potential water source bedding place. There's a bench here. There's a, you know, this bench up here there was a bunch of cows and and all of a sudden it kind of comes together and by the end of um august i had it narrowed down to a couple spots and i thought this has the potential the makings for being a heck of a year and i did lay some eyes on some really good bowls right so
0: i think what these premium tags will teach you is that you're starting to look for the bigger picture like i think the average hunter is just going to try to find an elk, right? They're right. not trying to put all the pieces together. They're literally just saying, okay, where's an elk now? And how do I kill it, right? And so it's like, it's very super superficial. When you have a premium tag, you're like, okay, where are these sheep hanging out? Like, where are they transitioning? Right. Like, you know, all these things you're trying to figure out. And I think when you take elk hunting to that level and you're like, you're trying to understand the whole mountain. Yes. It's going to help you understand the micro, and, and maybe it's overkill, right? It probably is. Right. There's times where you just walk in in September and you're like, oh, shit, there's an elk right there, and I, should, and I killed him. That works out too. But like I think when right. you like spend your time trying to figure out or just think about what's the bigger picture, like what's going on, why do they all care, I think that helps you maybe not kill an opening weekend. It could. It very well could. But I think what happens is more... More aptly, as things go sideways or or doesn't plan out, pan out, mm-hmm. you know you have more options. So you're con- constantly in elk. So the difference between sometimes a, a, a say a very successful hunter and a non is like a very successful hunter is going to have an opportunity in elk almost every day of the season or in elk every day of the season. I remember going back like when I first started elk hunting, it was like we got into elk. That was like the goal, right? You we were right. just trying to get into elk. Yeah. And it's like now it's like you're in elk every day. It's just getting a shot opportunity. Yeah. And I feel like when you're like the one-on-one level, you're still trying to like get into elk. You're just trying to find elk anywhere.
1: Yeah, and absolutely. And I, and I can, when, when I tell the story of the hunt, the bull I shot last year, my knowledge of that country from before and watching it several mm. times paid off. I wouldn't have killed them. Did okay, you, well, get, let's continue our story. We'll circle yep. back to that one. Yeah. <laughs> it's, like, yep.
0: it's such a good. Anyway, so dedicated summer scouting. You, yeah. you found a bunch of elk in the No Telling Basin where you really wanted to go,
1: right? Right. So there's No Telling Basin, but No Telling Creek. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> you know, and I actually glassed some really good bulls from a long ways away because it, it it is very difficult to get to. Right. right? And, and so I'm up on this uh, mountain top almost, and, and I'm sitting there glassing miles away, and all of a sudden, this is a couple of weeks before september before the season opener and i see these really nice bowls when i say really nice they're over 300 so we're we're a few in that 3 320 maybe 330 bowls and, yeah. and they're all kind of still in a bachelor group and they're actually starting to shred their velvet they're thrashing these trees and i'm looking at them and i go man that's a good bowl i would i would shoot any one of those bowls over there <laughs> with my bow I, and it's just part of me was like there was something i was drawn to that country and i think it was because you know the unknown to like the potential what, what possible if i'm seeing these bulls right what if
0: yeah
1: what if because you, you know i i knew i had a feeling that not many people got in there right. and if you did you better have a plan to get out um, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so i thought I didn't make up my mind to hunt that exact spot till literally like the week, maybe two weeks before. And I'd been scouting for two months. Right. And so finally got down to the week before and I had it between a couple different locations and something just told me it was to call it gut instinct. Like I need to go there. And part of it was, I wanted to get over that kind of that fear, maybe not fear, but just like, yeah, I can do it. Or, you know, um, people that kind of know where I hunt and stuff, they'd be like, well, you'd be a, Dumbass to go over there right yeah right. because you how, <laughs> how how are you gonna do that yeah. and that is like telling me tell me i can't right. and i'm gonna go do it right <laughs> so yeah you, you can't do that so yeah. we'll watch you know yeah. hold my beer and watch this yeah. right yeah. No. <laughs> there's one yeah. guy on your shoulder saying you can't do it like, like justin's
0: arguing with himself yeah
1: <laughs> yeah so i mean i it, and once i made up my mind that you know it was all that preparation for my previous hunts and just being so meticulous about how I approach it, where I set up camp. You did know, you ever go into
0: that basin before hunting season?
1: I did, but I kept, I didn't dive into it. Right. I kept Stay. my distance. Um, I did get closer. So I saw those bulls on the ridgeline. It, it was two weekends before the opener. And I wanted to get a little closer just to, and I'd been there before, but not like in the fall yeah. necessarily. Um, so I did, I, I crossed a whole nother canyon, uh, drainage and I get up on this other peak far enough away, but still close. And I get up there and just awesome. Like a scene out of what you see on outdoor TV, you know? <laughs> The bulls were already bugling. You know they're getting prime. Some of the cows were there, and I saw about a three twenty ish bull, and he already had like twelve cows. It was crazy. A week and before, week yeah. before, and That's I was awesome. like, man, if this is already rocking, man, yeah, I've got to be here. It's go time. And so I'm sitting there, and I'm taking all these notes. Um, you know, what
0: but, kind of notes are you taking?
1: Well, I'm I'm watching. So this plays into later, and I'm watching. So I'm sitting there from a distance from sunup to sundown literally just sitting there not really moving not diving in there because i don't want to mess things up and i'm paying attention where are these elk coming out of where are they bedding where are they watering um you know and i'm counting exactly how many elk i see in there and just wondering you know and something in the back of my mind so i see this about 320 bull and he's got these cows but i was like man he just does not seem like he's the alpha right you know i was like man there's got to be something in here Cause he's almost too, he's a little early to the party, yeah. you know, oh, yeah. like, you know, weekend. he, and he looks like a younger bull too. Yeah. Like he's got potential and, and I was like, man, he's a good bull, but something tells me that's not,
0: Yeah.
1: you know, he's not the guy.
0: Herd bulls are rarely the biggest bull on opening weekend.
1: Yep. <laughs> yep. Rarely. You're right. And, and I, it was this crazy and I was like, okay, something tells me that, you know, and I would have shot that bull for sure. But my gut told me is like there's something in here. Yeah. Like and I knew so I kind of I watched. I'm so I'm taking all those notes, you know, and I'm I'm also taking note of the terrain, uh, the open parks. Uh, like how are the thermals going to be working in the morning, the evening, the afternoon? When yeah. are, when's the wind shifting? Where's the prevailing wind coming out of? Making sure I set up my camp in the right spot and making sure that I don't dive off the mountain too soon, too late, depending on the right. time of day. So these are all things I'm paying attention to. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. Smart. Yeah, and so then I back out of there, and you know now I'm pumped. Like I kind of have a target <laughs> bull, and I just know. But like I said in the back of my mind, I just think there's there's yeah. something bigger. There's potential. There. Yeah, potential. Yeah, just untapped potential in that place. So. That's
0: the always thing. The thing about no tellum Creek is like you have a no tellum kirk, and everyone has one. Because like there could be this monster lurking in the darkness, right? It's yeah, and that's
1: what we all dream of, right? and Just right. what keeps us up at night saying, What if what if there's a just, you know yeah, three hundred and fifty inch bowl hiding in there, right. you know? Right. And it's like you get excited and I can't literally can't sleep at night. Like right. you know, and I'm getting ready as the weekend's approaching. I already know there's good bowls in there. And I saw several bulls. I mean, just the number of bulls and there were cows in there, and I was like, Man, it's gonna hold a good bowl. Yeah. So night before opener. Right. So, and typically I, I'm a solo guy, right? Yeah. Um, and, and so what it, what made this actually possible was I knew, I did know that by myself, it would be very hard without stock, yeah. without a mule or horses or llamas or something like that. Um, and it just so happened just by chance, um, you know, I, I – Pretty closely affiliated, like with Stone Glacier and whatnot, and they had asked me, just like, "Hey, we have this photographer dude who we have on contract for a few days. You mind if he tags along with the hunt?" And normally, I'd be like, (laughs) Like, "Nah, you know, no." And I and I and I I stopped and I thought about it, and I was like, "I'm going to use this to my advantage." I said, "Under two conditions. I mean, and this was without the Golden Rule, right? He doesn't talk to anybody about where I'm at, and that goes without saying, right?" But you know, I still mentioned. I was like, "Well, he, I, this person's got to be trustworthy." Yeah. Right. Um, he's got swear
0: oath. Yeah, swear oath. Number it. one,
1: be trustworthy. He has to be blindfolded. Right. <laughs> um, and the other thing is, he's got to be in shape and willing to help pack. Yeah. I said that, and if you can find me somebody, and they're like, "Well, where are you going?" And I was like, "It's going to be intense." <laughs> <laughs> like it's going to be a, a lot of thousands of feet climbed several miles. When we're talking just seven and a half miles to base camp and climbing 4,000 feet, that's just a base camp. Then I'm going to hunt the basin over. Yeah. Right.
0: So you got to have it together.
1: So, yeah. And so, and we're going to go in super light, um, as light as we can. We're going to go pack in. And so if you can find me somebody that meets that mold, then sure. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and sure as heck, they did. And awesome guy. Um, you know, Jordan Gill tagged along and Phenomenal Elk Hunter too. Yeah. by the way, and it worked out great. It was one of the few times where you, your hunt with somebody just kind of meshes right away. Nice. You find out you have the same mentality. And it was weird for me because, like I said, most of the time I'm solo. Yeah. I just like, you know, just – It's easier. I, it's just easier. Yeah. I, I think it is. But I knew part of the deal, like if I was solo and I shoot something in this hole <laughs> – it's going to take me a week and, and it's warm. <laughs> yeah. Right. And if I'm being responsible, yeah, it, it's, not a good, it's not a good idea. Yeah. So now I'm thinking, well, this is a win for me. Cause I think I can get it out. You know um, if I do get lucky enough, <laughs> you know, this poor sucker is going to be hauling a lot of meat <laughs> in this camera gear. Mm. And so, yeah. So Jordan and I, we hike in, Um, the season opens on Saturday was it September 5th or 6th last year whatever opening weekend I'm excited I know there's gonna be bulls in there so we crawl up to my base camp and and this is just below and up over through the saddle is kind of this basin I want to hunt and so I said we get there pretty late because I'm working right so I take off after school um, you know on Friday and I bust our ass i mean i'm like sprinting down the trail as fast as i can because i want to get there you know in the daylight because we're 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 grizz country too right so uh just a lot of things can go wrong it's a lot of off trail where you know we're not just following there's a trail maybe for some of it but certainly not for all of it and so we get in there and i get to this little spot where i'll set up camp i was like hey man we got maybe 45 minutes before the sun goes completely down so let's just sneak up to the saddle and just take a listen and so i remember crawling up to the saddle and i didn't get from you know just started to crest over and it was one of the coolest things ever <laughs> not 50 yards away were two bull out just duking it out antlers no. clashing Man. clack 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 and I, I just looked at uh, Jordan, and we just both just grinned and kind of shook, yeah. shook, her, shook her head. It's going to be a good day. I was like, it's going to be a great day. <laughs> and so we back out, back out. You know, I was already a little nervous because it was a little closer than I thought. And so yeah. we get back down, set up our camp. camp. Uh, next morning, I wake up, and I was like, hey, I want to kind of play it play it cool, kind of play it safe. Right. Um, you know, and the nice thing about opening weekends, three day weekend for me. Mm-hmm. So I got an extra day. Right. And I figure if I do get something down in here, I'm going to be packing for at least a day, day and a half, probably. So yeah. I got to make it happen quick. If it's going like to happen the
0: first day, like it's not going to happen.
1: <laughs> yeah. It's, yeah, exactly. Cause it's literally going to take you two days to get out. Yeah. And so with, with, you know, a hundred pound pack coming out and that's this one trip and you got to make multiple trips. Yeah. And then, uh, it's so, we back out the next morning. I'm, I'm I didn't sleep, you know. I'm excited. I get up. I get up to this little knob. and am kind of playing it safe from a distance. I don't hear a whole lot. I was expecting because the way things, we heard bugles that night. Actually, yeah. you know, bugling. We could hear them from base camp. Um, in fact, I know we had some. Elk. I can't wait till opening day. Oh man, <laughs> yeah and uh i mean we had some elk which made me nervous I actually came through our camp right next to my oh, really? tent and but you know they probably blew out because uh, but there's elk everywhere right. so i'm like well there's gonna be good elk in there so we get up and it kind of went i don't know what all of a sudden it was kind of quiet and i was like what in the world
0: yeah
1: and so i moved we kind of move we're playing it slow we're not bugling our heads off we're just slow playing it right we're just reading the temperature you know um I'm not going to get up on a mountain and just start cranking away yeah. bugles. Right. So I'm just not really making much noise. I'm just kind of reading. Are you going into the basement or are you going to stay back? No, I'm staying back a little bit. Cause I kind of want to see what's going on. Right. Um, so I'm, I'm pretty, I'm pretty high and I'm off a ways. And then finally I see this cow skirting below me and it's heading towards this next ridge line. And there wasn't a whole lot going on. And I was like, well, let's do this. Right. And here's where like scouting comes in. I was like, They tend to be moving. I said, there's this little finger um, jaw where I know elk like to hole up in. And I knew this from scouting and stuff. And I was like, I think they're, you know, it's pretty warm. It's pretty warm out. And I was like, they're probably going to hole up on this, uh, you know, this timbered side over here. Maybe we can kind of cut them off and just see if we can get a play. So that's what we do. We move around to this next ridge and we get in front. We just sit there. We're still not making any noise. And all of a sudden we can just hear tons of elk working up. Towards us, and we're like, sweet, they're sweet, coming. yeah, they're coming. Let's not do anything, let's just sit here tight. And so, sure to say, of course, what's the first thing that pops out? A little spike, right? Yeah, and like he gets first, I see him like 70, 80 yards. I was like, okay, here they come, and you can hear a bunch of elk coming, and they're making not like bugling heads off, but you can just hear them coming, and you know, yeah. well,
0: making elk noise, yeah,
1: making elk noise, and. All of a sudden, the spike gets closer and closer, and he's really close. And all of a sudden, he kind of sees us, and he stops, and he looks at us. And we're like, oh, shoot, because you know what's coming. (laughs) Yeah. And he's, like, sitting there staring at us forever, and we're just sitting there as still as we can. Then the dreaded bark, you know, he barks. And I was like, gigs up. And all of a sudden, you can hear every elk hoof that was just Uh over the floor, just stop. And all of a sudden, you can just hear footsteps going the other way. Uh (laughs) I was like, well, there goes that that gigs up for there. So we sat there and I was like, well, let's just move down, kind of keep our distance and see what we can find. And all of a sudden we hear this bull on a kind of across this other little finger ridge in this deep, dark timber. Just he starts sounding off and he sounds pretty fired up. And we're like, well, can't see him. I have no clue. So we're like, all right, let's let's mess with him and see what we can do and so actually at George, this point
0: you like uh oh, it's, it's a big bowl it's don't know it's a small bowl
1: we didn't know it was hard to tell you yeah. always try to guess by right. the sound of their bugle and i was like it doesn't sound like a small bull." yeah but he's also like bugling right. way too much almost to yeah, like yeah. you know what i mean like this early in the season right something tells me he might be immature but hey let's let's just have fun let we'll try it out let's go let's have fun let's see what we get And that bull would not ever show himself, and we messed with him. We tried a little bit of everything. We didn't get, like, super aggressive, right, because we're not trying to blow everything out of there. So we're kind of messing with him. We thought he'd start coming, but he would never let us get within striking distance where we could either see him or whatever. And pretty soon now we're kind of dinking around, and now it's like mid-morning. But off in the distance, every so often, I heard, like, this mysterious bugle. And I was like, what in the world? Like, it just, by the sounds of it, it almost sent shivers down my back. It was just whatever. I was like, wow, that, man, I want to see that bull. Right. And at first, we thought he was, like, way down below us in the bottom of this canyon. And it was kind of deceiving. And so we kind of worked down the canyon, once, especially once we knew the thermals were coming up. And we kind of let off just to locate vehicle to see if we can get him sound off. And nothing down there. I was like, ha, must not be down there. So instead of being like uh forcing the issue and diving in there we're like you know let's just kind of back off let's just sit here on this hillside or on this ridgeline glass kind of wait for afternoon evening when things pick up maybe see where elks are come out to feed and see if we can make another play right and we kind of that one bull we never saw we were we were guessing probably within 2 300 yards across and he was in this timber and like well let's wait until evening i bet you he comes out maybe we can get him fired up right and just at least get a look get right. eyes on him. get it get to see him yeah i just want to see him see what we're messing with here yeah. and so we just sat there we're being patient isn't it funny how when you're elk hunting like
0: sometimes your entire goal is like i just want to see that bull
1: right <laughs> like, exactly <laughs> and, the, and we both couldn't really decide like man i don't know if he's a little raghorn i don't know is he a 350 bull i don't right. know like right. curiosity right because yeah. you don't want to play it dumb and go in there and right. blow him out because what if it is I've been fooled by bugles I, that's before. happened to me before. You know, it's like, ah, it's just a dink. Let's just go ahead and
0: yeah, barge, just barge in, in there. there and, 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 like, out pops oh, and all of a
1: sudden, a giant comes out and you're like, you like, know. So I've learned that lesson enough yeah. times. Like, okay, yeah. let's be patient. And so, like I said, every once in a while, this one bugle, once we discovered it probably wasn't down below us, just, I don't know, man. I was like, that really had my attention. I was like, just sounds like a mature bull, just the way he was bugling. Um, I don't know. Anyway, I was like, now we're at a good vantage with this wait. And so that afternoon, uh, truthfully, I probably fell asleep for a little bit on the mountain there. A little mountain you know? nap. Yeah, a little mountain nap. All of a sudden, I wake up and I hear that bugle. It seems like it's getting closer, the one from the way distance. Right. And, of course, this other bull would kind of bugle back. And I was like, oh, this is kind of fun, if anything, Right. right? So let's just sit here. Let's let's just let it play out. We're not going to make a peep. I just want to see him. I said sooner or later, as we get close to evening, these things are going to step out in some park. We had a good vantage. Um, And then all of a sudden I see way across. I'm talking like probably a mile away. I mean, this is a huge area. All of a sudden a cow comes out. And I can hear a bugle still way off kind of the backside of this little ridgeline in the timber. I was like, he's going to come out. Sooner or later, I said, we just got to be patient. So here comes one cow, two cow, three cow, four cow, five cows. Here comes six cows out. And I said, man, he's going to show his face Yeah, any minute Any minute now. Another bull I still hadn't seen, but he's still bugling in the timber. He won't show himself. Yeah. And so I'm just going to sit here and then kind of get a feel for what's there. And then uh, all of a sudden, uh, another bull comes.
0: So, <laughs> I'll come back. Ben's, Ben's breaking in. You want your <laughs> water bottle? Come over to the house later.
1: Alright, anyway, so so six cows, there I was sitting on this line. six cows come out, and then man, just like a motion picture, man. All of a sudden this bull walks out. And I don't have my spotter with me going super light. Yeah. I just have my binos, you know, like ten by forty twos, and this bull walks out and he just thrashes this this pine like just demolishes it like almost uproots it and throws it and i was like holy crap i said that's a good bull shooter." And i was like that's a shooter bull and in my mind we're so far away i mean you can just tell he's got a good frame and i'm thinking it might be that three didn't know at the time because so far i said that could be one of the bulls i'd spotted earlier which i told myself kind of that cut off that 320 330 bull yeah I was like, he fits that profile yeah. for sure. <laughs> and I was like, he looks good. And I kept looking at him. I gave Jordan the binos because he's got all his camera gear. And he looks and he goes, man, that doesn't look like – So I would taken some phone scope videos of the bulls. he goes, that doesn't look like the bulls you were videoing. And he goes, it's a ways away. If I'm not mistaken, he might even have seven on one side. Now, of course, I'm just excited now. I was like, ooh. He goes, yeah, that that's – he goes, I think that might be bigger than a three twenty bowl. <laughs> I was like, All right, man. We're in. We're in. All right. So now I gotta play. I know what I'm working with here. And and this is where my scouting had paid off too. And I said, Well, this bowl, if my you know, my notes served me right, he's gonna do one of two things. Or actually what I think he's gonna do is he's gonna come across and there's a seep in the side of that. You can't even really tell it's there. I mean, there's some greener vegetation, but it's almost like a wallow type area. And I had seen those cows water there before. You know, I hadn't seen that bull water there before. And there's like this little. Bench. Do you think it was
0: the same cows that had that three twenty bull in
1: it? I do, I do. So yep. they're like,
0: okay, those cows like to water there. Yep,
1: exactly. That's and probably where s- they going to go. Exactly. And so I knew that lead cow. She's leading the charge, right? Yep. And. This bull was right on this other cow, and and I'm pretty sure that cow was coming into estrus, yeah. I and because he, she, yeah, was right, because he wasn't, he was on her like flies on crap, right? Exactly. So he was not leaving her. So I was like, okay, I just got to figure out what these cows are going to do, and they're all following the lead cow, and she starts heading across this hillside. I was like, I know where she's going. She's going to get some water here. And anyway, this is taking a long time, right? They're not in a, in a hurry. Right. I mean, they like What ma- time
0: of day is it? Like, what time? So,
1: this is, is pretty early afternoon, actually. So, it was like, oh, man, when he popped out, it was probably like three in the afternoon.
0: Oh, wow. Early.
1: Yeah. Right? Kind of surprised me. Right. High like,
0: mountain basins, man. They'll come out.
1: High down. mountain. Yep. And, and, and so, they come out. I was like, all right. And, and so, we sat and watched for what seemed like an eternity, at least a couple of hours. Because I just wanted to make sure. I was like, yeah. I want to see what they're doing. And they kept working slowly. In fact, then they would actually kind of bed down. A few would bed down. Uh, okay. Yeah. So, and they'd bed down again. Then they'd get up. And I was like, okay. Once I thought they were committed toward, there's like this little bench. And I'd seen those cows. And I'm pretty sure they're the same cows bed right. on that bench. Mm-hmm. And then from that bench, there's a little spring that comes out of the mountainside. I said, that's where they're going. Yeah. So, Jordan, now it's time to go. So, once I knew, I said, here we go. It's game time.
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah, it's a long way. So, we, yeah, we got to go. And and you know, crow's eye straight across. We're looking at a mile. You know, um, but man, it's steep. Yeah, um, we we got to drop over a thousand feet. Right, yeah. so down we go, up we go. And I get up and said, so we need to sit right above this little bench that comes out. Okay, the wind should be in our face. The thermal should be good. We're gonna sit up in this little patch of timber and we're just gonna sit there ambush them, right? Because so that's where they're coming. Yep i get up there i kind of crest over where i think i should see him i see one cow bedded a couple hundred yards away i was like great perfect yeah sitting there um and every so often he would bugle right and then all of a sudden I mean, you're still not saying anything nope I'm not That's saying right. a word yep just sitting there just like uh be patient and uh last thing i want to do especially if he has a cow in heat or coming into heat what, what's that going to do to him right
0: yeah a couple things there um uh, so if you don't need to, don't bugle.
1: Right. Um, that's my philosophy. Right. For sure.
0: Like you're only opening day you probably can get away with more than closing mm-hmm. day mm-hmm. because the lead cow's not all worked up. But there's no sense in going crazy about it. And if you just watch that bull hot on a cow, right. like chances are you're gonna be more likely to get a shot at that bull just not saying anything than saying something. Because even if and and you know, now that they're in the park. Once they're in the park, it's really tough. He's not going to let you get – he's not going to, like, be in shooting range even if you did, right? Like, so even if he did come over, first off, he's not going to leave that cow's hip, you know, like he doesn't need to. And he, he's going to wait for you to come out so he can size you up. And so this is, like, where 90% of people make mistakes, and I'm doing this for everyone else, not for you, but it's like, it's, like – don't go in there and bugle. They're in a park. Right. They can see. They're not gonna like come around a corner, but like work exactly. into the trees. And at this
1: point, it's pretty open. Yeah. Right. It's,
0: if it's open, yep. if it's open park ground, like your your best bets to get sixty yards away from a cow and hope he comes by.
1: Yep. And that's exactly the game plan. We both knew that Jordan and I were on the same page. Yeah. Like, yep, we were dialed. We we're like, yep, I agree. He agrees. We, I yep. agree. And it's like, okay, let's go. Yeah. So I get there, and all of a sudden, though this always happens when you're hunting they don't do what you think right
0: weird of course i thought i hadn't (laughs) figured out
1: you know and all of a sudden down i hear the elk bugling way below me now so instead of coming across where i was thought he was going to come he started going down the bottom of the drainage oh yeah crap and i was like crap i just came from over there you know i came up (laughs) and around and now now he's below me and now i'm in this predicament of Getting a little bit later in the afternoon, or, you know, thermal is going to eventually switch. Is he going to smell me? Do right. I dive in right now? Because right now the right. wind was still good. Do I go now? Do I take that chance? I was like, man, I don't know. So I sat there and I contemplated on bouncing off ideas with Jordan. And like, man, I don't know. I just, I was like, he needs to make up his mind because he all of a sudden seems stuck. Right. And I and I knew. Once again, kind of from scouting, I knew what it looked like over there. Is it's not like I could sneak in on them. Right. It was too open. I would have got picked off by a cow. Right. And I was like, plus I wasn't confident. The wind was going to shift. I knew which way. That obviously, the wind's prevailing wind was okay. So I was just about ready to turn around and head back to camp. <laughs> like literally, I was like, instead of you know, I know instead of messing it up, and have a three day weekend. This is the first day, right? right. I was like, I can hunt them tomorrow morning and pie still get him and out know what he's going to do right there I, I have an idea where he's at yep he's going to be in this pie little basin and i have an idea and literally i was just kind of putting on my pack and all of a sudden he bugles now he's walking up the drainage up the up the drainage and the wind that cow and the wind was at his back and i knew i could get in front of him yeah and i didn't have to say anything to Jordan, I just looked at him and we both knew if we have a chance i said not so much he made a mistake that lead cow made a mistake right like she's now walking up that way and i had the the wind was actually blowing pretty good and it didn't seem like it was going to shift and i was like i know i have enough cover and i know i can just get in front on the crick and just sit there and sit above and they're going to come right below me you know so i did and so i beat feet down there and i see these little timber outcropping i was like i got to get right there i ranged the timber i ranged the bottom because they're literally coming up the bottom i was like that's less than 60 yards slam dunk right yeah so you think
0: yeah
1: so what happens i go all the way down there i was like sweet and all of a sudden i see the cow come and what does she guy. do she turns and she starts coming back up <laughs> oh, and course. i was like oh my gosh of course he's in the very back the right. last one in the convoy
0: yeah
1: and like almost like almost coming right at me like this cow like coming right and i was like still haven't i've been great so far hadn't been heard hadn't been seen the wind was still good and i was like oh man i, I gotta now i gotta get out of here now whatever, you know <laughs> like, rushing to get here no yeah get out of here right and and then we're talking steep rocky nasty and it's like okay so now i'm playing cat and mouse mm-hmm. with this lead cow and i would like i would kind of back out trying to keep the wind good and i'd go up and around and try to get above them again and they were you know doing what cows do meandering through through and feeding and i'm i i don't know how many times that cow almost busted me but several i remember one time i just had to freeze and it looked up and and i'm just sat there froze for what felt like forever right and she put her head back down i hit the deck and i backed out again (laughs) i must have done that i don't know several times so lucky yeah. So a lot of that
0: there. could just be. Opening day of season, they haven't been, they're mm-hmm. just not tuned into it, right? Right. And like, that's like the difference between the last day of season and the first right. day. Like, last day, it's like you just don't even move and it's like they pick you off instantly. Like, Gosh, exactly. Dang it.
1: Well, and I don't think she ever saw me, but I think she heard me. Some mm-hmm. like that scree rocks and she's like, just yeah. what is that? You know, right. and I don't think she ever got eyes on me, right. which is probably why, you know, you can get away with a little noise now and then. Well, that's know? also
0: the benefit of being in the backcountry, too, though. Like, right. Those elk don't get messed with nearly as much. Yep.
1: Yeah, exactly. And so then I back out again, finally, now it's getting later and later. And at one point I got somewhat close and I finally got a decent look at that bull first time, like a hundred and 120 yards. And Jordan actually had a little bit better advantage. He's actually trying to snap photos the whole time. It was pretty cool. And he's taking some video clips and he had actually had a better look, just the angle where I was at. Cause I was trying to get up and set up for a shot and they were zigzagging through and once again I kinda of had to back out and reposition and he looks at me, and he goes, Did you see that bull? I said, Yeah, I got a glimpse of it. And he just looks at me, and he goes, It's a shooter. <laughs>
0: it's a shooter.
1: <laughs> and he didn't say how big, but then he kind of knew. Yeah. He, he, and he was smart, and he didn't tell me how big he right. actually thought it was. He just goes, yeah, it's a shooter. I'm trying to play it, like, super cool. It gets like a good one. And I'm like, yeah, I know. I'm trying to shoot it. <laughs> <Right>. Yeah, <laughs> right. Duh. And so, like, and so I'm clueless at this point just how right. big this bowl is. And I'm not clueless. I know it's bigger than, a, like, a yeah. 320 bull, right? Yeah. I'm thinking, oh, That's man. <laughs> I was like, great. I'm pumped now. And so now, you know, finally – get in position now now it's like bottom of the ninth there's only man 10 15 minutes left of daylight because i'm doing this cat and mouse thing what seems like an eternity right Right. trying to be careful still haven't made a peep right i'm just dodging through trees and rocks and trying to keep advantage finally i get above and the wind is still good for me and all of a sudden i i have three windows I have three windows and I'm ranging the windows, and that cow's the lead cow's coming through, and I range her. Okay, one window is like 45 yards, like easy. And then another cow came down a little bit lower, so I ranged that window and it's like 50 yards. And my very last window, you know, is like 70 yards. I so said, I got opportunity here depending on where this bull comes through. You know, so I'm watching here they come, you know, one, two, three, four, five. And finally the sixth cow who he's on. Yeah. I I see her come through, uh, kind of one of my first windows. I literally start to draw. I get drawn, my full draw and I'm just waiting. I'm going to give him a little cow call, right? I got my diaphragm in my mouth just to stop him. Then wouldn't you know (laughs) the bull we were messing with. Okay. Yeah. That are all of a sudden... Right across, straight across from me, comes out of the timber and lets out a bugle. <laughs> just, and of course, what does the the herd bull do? Yeah. He takes off charging down the mountain. No <laughs> and I'm just, my, like- my heart just sank. He was literally a split second from coming out of my window. <laughs> And he <laughs> runs down the mountain, just screaming. And that little, and it turned out it was a raghorn, by the way, a little five point. And I
0: say, maybe should have bugled.
1: <laughs> yeah, right. And, and I was like, no. And mm-hmm. it disappears. And I was like, oh, dang! You know, there goes that. But bull turns around. You do know, you st-
0: I was gonna say, do you stay on the couch or do you? Yep.
1: Yeah. He he. That oh, that other bull wanted nothing to do with him. Oh. Right. Yeah, so. Right. He's <laughs> like, no, that little Rayhorn tucked his tail went back into the timber on the side where he belonged. <laughs> and, and uh at least I got to see him. Dink. And and uh and uh the bull he finally starts coming back up the mountain. I was like, okay, here's my other window.
0: Right.
1: Now I'm about ready to get drawn, and now it's getting we're getting really close, right? We're five minutes. Yeah. I, I feel like there's about five minutes left of daylight. And he comes through and I start to draw, but then a good thing I caught it there's like this other branch in front of me and I saw it and I, and I realize it's a decent distance shot. The trajectory of my arrow, I'm probably going to hit that little branch. Right. And so I don't shoot. And Jordan's like, what are you, doing like why aren't you shooting because he came through in the wide open and now i can see him i was like oh that's a good bull (laughs) you're right that's a shooter (laughs) and then he's like why aren't you shooting he kind of looks at me like are you crazy and he just couldn't see it was like my lane wasn't what i thought it was yeah so now literally just it wasn't that much further it's my last window and it's a little bit further and uh I, i knew this was it and so all of a sudden that cow comes through i draw i anchor take a deep breath and i felt good i was rock solid he had no clue i was there and he walks in there he's going, here. he freezes he stops i let my pin settle and let it rip and i'm watching my arrow and it's it's pretty close to dark now right so i mean just a couple minutes probably before you know legal shooting light ends and I'm watching my arrow, and I don't have an alumina knock on. I wish I would have. Right. And I'm watching, and I can see it, and then it all of a sudden, kind of like, just disappears. And now, crap, I missed. I the thought heart I missed. sank. My heart, I was like, oh. And he bolts, <clears throat> takes off, you know, just thundering. He runs Runs off, and the cows come off. They still don't have a clue I'm there. And I uh, and Jordan like he's actually filming this and he films it on me and he looks at and I I think I said probably a choice word you know <laughs> and he looks at me goes what he he goes why are you upset I was like well I missed I shot low that's what I thought yeah and he's just kind of because he had it zoomed in with his right. his telephoto lens and he yeah. he just shakes his head he goes dude I'm pretty sure you hit him yeah. and I was like really. And I said, I guess that's one of the advantages, right, of having a sequence, the camera guy is yeah. we could scrub it back and yeah. zoom in. And you could see my fletchings just get buried in them. You know? Yeah. And it was a little little far back. It was a good shot. Like, we knew right away. I was like, yeah, that's that's going to kill him. It should kill him, right? You yeah. never know without. But, right. yeah, it's like, yep, solid. Yeah. And we're sitting there looking at the camera. And we're like, oh, man, reality is starting to set in now. Um, here I am. <laughs>
0: Be a long ways away from the at truck.
1: least nine miles from where my truck's parked, right? And thousands of feet, you know, nine miles is nothing if it's flat, but we're talking <laughs> thousands of feet. And Jordan's like, Oh, what are we gonna do? And I was like, Well, that's why you're here. He's like,
0: <laughs> you're about to turn your keep.
1: <laughs> and he's like, Well, we, we should probably, like I have a couple of people I trust that I can call upon yeah you know in reach you know i was like okay if i need to i can hit these people up but i was like man i'm more worried about like finding this bull it's right i don't know if he's down yet he ran off we know he's hit good and we're sitting there kind of talking and then all of a sudden i hear crash 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 and i was like did you hear that yeah he's like yeah, i think so and i was like yeah i just heard sound like a bull just went down yeah and we're like, oh well, now now it is kind of dark, right? And so we're like, well, we just can't go barging in there. He might just be laying there. Right. We bump him. He gets adrenaline, and off he goes. Right. Yeah, yeah. So no better than do that. And it's like, well, it'd be nice to at least have eyes on him if we knew. But like we both agreed, best play here. Let's just right. back out. For sure, and I was—he's like, "Well, you heard him crash. You should start trying to get a hold of somebody. Text a couple of buddies, see if they can meet us because we're gonna be packing some meat tomorrow. So we're kind of stoked, but yet I'm su- super nervous, right? Right?
0: Because
1: you don't know—it's never a slam dunk.
0: And no, as soon as the shot goes off and tight, yep. you put hands on it, you're yep, until like, you actually grab that nerve. Yep,
1: man. Man. exactly. I, and of course, I'm nervous as all hell. I'm excited. <laughs> I'm nervous. I'm almost to the point where I feel like buking. I'm right. like, oh man. I know it's a good bull. And and then he looks at me he goes, do you know how big that bull is? I said, well, Jordan, I was operating that it was at least 320, 330. He goes, no, it's much bigger. He goes, like, until we actually see it, but I don't want to say anything. (laughs) I'm thinking that bull is at least 343, maybe, maybe 345. (laughs) and like. He goes and there's this. He goes. I, it's hard saying, but it's a big ball. Uh, and so now I'm like even more nervous. Like that yeah. didn't help. I was like, oh god. <laughs> now I gotta find him, right? <sighs> and so I, I finally I'm messaging people. Hey, might need help in the morning. um You know, but good news. This is opening day, right? Yeah. I have two days, uh, Labor Day weekend, right? God, so that
0: ball on opening day. Yeah.
1: And so I got two days. I figured to pack them out. This is like a perfect scenario, right? Because it's going to take me two days to get them out of here. And so I'm messaging people to have them on standby, say, hey, if I find this bull in the morning, I said, we think we have a bull down. Will you be able to come tomorrow evening or right. on, you know, Monday to come get them? And I had two guys, a couple guys, like, say, yeah. I was like, sweet. So actually, Jordan, with the moonlight and the starlight, was glassing this the bottom of this drainage. And all of a sudden, he picks them up.
0: No way. Yeah,
1: so he actually sees him. He goes, holy crap, look at this. And there's that bully. He's not quite quite done. And he's sitting there. He's laying down literally in the crick. Oh, no way. Yeah, and, and he's sitting there, and he's actually, his head's kind of wobbly, but he's still head up. Right. We're like, okay, we know where he's at. Right. Perfect, drop a pin. And, uh, you know, and he actually tried to get up at one point, and he couldn't. So we knew it was
0: pretty fatal
1: yeah yeah he he's pretty much done for like but the last thing we want to do is bump him and and having two nights of no sleep right and so we back out we crawl all the way back to camp which is a long ways we gotta climb back to feet and we get back to our you know our little camp there and i'm like didn't sleep in a wink you know i'm just like so our plan was and and so there's a couple scenarios going through my head at this point it's pretty warm out yeah. right early september can be warm even in high country um if he does die is the meat going to spoil right. that's going through my head uh we are in grizzly bear country. country right like you got a rotten like a, a carcass sitting down there am i going to walk up on this thing and there's going to be
0: yeah
1: uh, a, a bear laying on it sure. so that's going through my head or what if all of a sudden it wasn't as fatal as i thought he gets up and he was out there And it does happen, right? He catches a second wind, and it wasn't as good a shot as we maybe thought. Yeah, Um, because like I said, it was a little far back, you know. Uh, And so anyway, we decided we'll get up first light. We'll hike in the daylight, you know. We don't want to be walking in when it's still kind of dark. We'll come in from above. We'll glass it for bears or make sure, you know, because we had the pin now, which is a good feeling. So next morning get up i actually never slept so just <laughs> roll out and i was sitting there and i'm cautiously approaching i'm looking at my gps or my onyx i was like i know it's coming up here and i'm not seeing anything and all of a sudden i'm like oh. yeah. like and, it, and we're approaching it from a different angle so everything looks mm-hmm. a little different right. too and right it's
0: daylight it's
1: daylight <laughs> and i'm coming from an, the exact opposite angle of where i shot him and i was like right. man it should be, my pin says it should be like right here and i totally didn't even see it jordan was like behind me and he's he sees him and he goes hey what is that down there i'm like look looking and i was like and all of a sudden i saw it and it was it was out and i was like this that feeling right there oh, in there like relief ecstasy whatever <laughs> the whole thing man like, I just immediately, like, dropped to my knees, and I was, like, just thankful there's no bears on it, and it's laying right where we left it. Right. You know, it just looked different from the way I was approaching it, and I was Man. looking too far down, and it was literally a couple hundred yards right in front of me. Ugh. And so, still, I have no idea how big this bull is. Right. Full disclosure. I have no <laughs> idea. And so, I get down there, and, you know, he lets me have my moment, I go down there, and I'm super stoked, and I'm sitting there and giving thanks and all that, and... Yeah, and I put my hands on. it. I was like, "Man, it's like this is a big bull." <laughs> and he gets down, he looks at it and he goes, "Man, that is a big bull." And he goes, "Man, I, I you know, I was thinking it was in that 340 to 350 range, and all of a sudden he kind of starts, you know, he he's videoed and photographed and actually taken some really good bulls himself. Yeah. He starts kind of using his fingers and he's measuring the antlers kind of and he goes, "I think I'm off." <laughs> And I was like, well, hey, it fits a 330 bowl. I said, <laughs> I said the, and at this point, I kind of know it's bigger than 330. You yeah. Know? I mean, but it's still hard because there weren't any other bowls right next to it to compare it, yeah, you yeah. know? And, and it's a big bodied bowl. Right. I mean, it's massive. That changes and, it. and that kind of changes things too. Mm. Like you put that rack on a smaller bodied elk and it right. looks huge. He goes, I think I'm off. And I think for you, that's a good thing. I think <laughs> I'm off in the other direction. He goes, man, this bowl could be you know, over three fifty. Yeah. You know? And I was like, whoa, that's awesome. Nice. So I was like, yeah, I'm super stoked. I was like, I've always wanted to shoot a 350 bull. That's kind of like the number in my head that seems like that's yeah, the that's pinnacle. the pinnacle, right? right? Yeah, 350, uh a bull or a 180 or even a 200 inch mule deer. Right. I was like, that's where I want to be, right? Um and and so I was like super stoked. So we're like, okay. So I'm in reaching people, like, hey, can you get here? Now it's Sunday, right? i was like it's gonna take me all day just to get it to base game and mm-hmm. debone it get everything out of there and luckily it it, it cooled off at night and actually died in that crick, which actually put, was a huge, a huge thing for me because it down. not a single um piece of meat spoiled on us which was awesome a couple more hours and it would have you know as it Probably, warmed yeah. up because it doesn't take long but we got it deboned and i was like I was like, this is a really nice bowl. I've always wanted to, you know, thought about like mounting it. And I was so far <laughs> in there. And Jordan goes, you know, I have a rule about mounting capes. capes. And he goes, it's got to be uh, about a 380 inch bowl. And I was like, I don't think it scores 380. So I guess we're not caping it. A <laughs> <laughs> uh, little did I know. And, and so, like, I, you know, we.
0: Dude, even <laughs> if you knew, would you have drag that 100
1: pound cape? No. No, it wasn't going to happen. You yeah. can buy a cape for 75 bucks. bucks or whatever. And, and so now we, we get it out. We get everything back. It took us all day. We didn't get back to our base camp because it's super steep and ass. We get back to base camp, which was only like a mile and a half or a couple miles. How many
0: loads did you have to do?
1: Um, we With two of us, two loads deboned. Um, super, pretty good. super heavy. For a big um, bowl,
0: that's not
1: terrible. Right. Yeah, I figured... You know, they're over 100-pound loads easy, yeah. you know, with two of us. So it took us two trips.
0: Yeah, it's a big bowl.
1: Yeah, it was a really big bowl. We get it back to camp. I get confirmation from a couple of buddies. We'll see you first thing in the morning. So Monday morning, we'll be there. Like, we're going to leave at, like, 4 in the morning. We'll be there by 8 or 9. We'll get it out in 1, which is a huge relief. I was like, I, right. can, I can't. I can I was already wore out. Right. right.
0: Yeah, to the whole day.
1: So yeah, I mean, long story short, uh, buddies meet us the next morning. We get it out without a hitch. It actually the weather turned on us and it actually started like snowing. It was just crazy, you know, oh, up at that crazy elevation. Crazy. And we get it out, and my one of the buddies that shows up to pack out the next morning, he goes, "Holy
0: crap!" <laughs>
1: He goes, that's a 370 to 380-inch bowl. And I said, no, that's that's crazy talk, you know. <laughs> like, you silly. He goes, no, I think you're the one who's nuts. I think you're way off. You told me on the uh, – you said it was like a 350 bowl. I was like, that's no 350 bowl. I was like, that's <laughs> way bigger. Oh, uh, you know? that's so cool. Yeah, we get it out, and it was one of the few times where, like, we, you know, put the tape on it. and Still it, getting
0: bigger, bigger. And it
1: was, uh, yeah, 380 inches. Dude. Yeah. That's <laughs> –
0: <laughs> so freaking cool to kill a 380 in the high country. Yeah. Like yeah. That's, the, that's the stuff legends are made of. That's the stuff right. where are like in No Tellem Creek where this place mm-hmm. I thought. Like that's like, I don't know, my childhood dream of like oh, yeah. I went to this far back basin and found this, you know, giant that just came out of nowhere.
1: And he did. And, and I know a lot of it's luck, right? I, I right. honestly never seen that bull before in my life. Right. You know, and I had been in there quite a bit. Which is I, even cooler to me. What well, is cool? Like, and people are like, oh, you're just lucky. Is it yeah, I, I'd you're rather be lucky cool. than good. <laughs> yeah. But like, you can't say I didn't work for it. No. Like, no. you know, I I knew and call it intuition or a, a gut instinct. I knew there were good bowls Dude. in there. So what I think happened is that big bowl came in and he saw my three twenty-three thirty bowl and he's like, uh-uh. Yeah. now that a cow was actually starting to come into esters as my thoughts he goes no bud you're out of here
0: did but you age that bull i did what did you get?
1: so i wanted to know i knew oh, he was older. i
0: know I, we had this conversation but go
1: ahead yeah so i wanted to know for sure we were yeah. guessing like oh he's got to be like eight nine years old right um so i sent it into matt Matson's in laboratory where they yep. do the actual uh aging came back it was 12 and a half years old that's so crazy yeah, yeah. just so that a is... dinosaur
0: it's yeah. I wonder if he was bigger. I wonder if he was a four.
1: Well, that's what makes you wonder, right? Right. Because what they say. At um 12? And in, in that kind of country, this isn't like the pl- right. right. This isn't like Eastern Montana or a Brakes Bowl where it's a little bit easier living. So just think for 12 and a half years, this bowl evaded and public land, right? Over yeah. the counter. Okay. Grizzly bears. Grizzly bears. Wolves. Old man winner. Old man winner. Mountain winners. Yeah. Uh, and public land hunters for 12 and a half years. I wonder where he wintered
0: to. Like, he must you have been high. Yeah.
1: You know, he's he one was one of those that, bulls, I think, that never showed his face. Cause, you know, a bull like that, you, you talk to people that hunt there, you hear about it, right? Right. Nobody ever even heard of a bull that big. It, That's what's cool it, to me. Is no, It's know? not
0: like, oh, you know, I don't know, certain areas everyone knows there's big bulls and it's Mm -hmm. like, oh yeah, you know, this bull really blew up 30 inches and now he's a 380 bull, you know? And it's like, it's just different, man. It's different when it comes out of the backcountry. And
1: he was still healthy. Like he wasn't like, he was like, he was a big bull. So he wasn't like, I think he would have lived another year or two, to be honest. You you never know. But like, you got to wonder if his prime was eight, nine, 10 years old. Was he, was he a 400 inch bull? I don't know. So you and I found a deadhead that's
0: like, yeah I don't know if you want to say this on the podcast, but we found a deadhead that was right. very wow. similar genetics. Yep. And we're like, man, like the, you put the two next to each other. Like mm-hmm. the one's substantially smaller. And Justin says like crazy time length on it. But they're definitely related. Yeah, same gene pool. Same gene right. pool. But right. it was like, well, is it a, I wonder if it was son or older. You know yeah. what I mean? Like what was it? You got to wonder. Yeah, like did hit that bull's kid or something? I don't know
1: gotta wonder i mean or it, brother. It's, yeah it could be i mean it's got that
0: one we found was a winner go for the record so it could yep. have been just a brother yeah
1: i don't know it's anyway it's really cool it's to, fun like, to hypothesize right, right? totally it's totally. just <laughs> fun to think like now i'm wondering and like is there is there another one right right? Right, right right and up until my little my little accident, Ray, I, I, you bet I had plans fun. to go back.
0: Right. I don't think the scooter is going to make it. So no. this goes back to that, that Now that everyone understands how hardcore this thing was, it's like, I don't yeah. think the foot scooter is going to make it back there.
1: Yeah. No. It, no, not on my But mind. you told me, you're like, I don't know if I'd do it again. Like, that was so brutal. It was brutal. <laughs> I said that. And then as the season was getting right. closer, uh, you know what I did is I hung troll cameras out there <laughs> before I got hurt. So they're sitting out there. Um, are you going to
0: get to your trail cameras before winter
1: um you know i i could be um even if i'm in a boot i should be hunting come november yeah Uh, i hope to get there well yeah
0: yeah, if you can get
1: there in november yeah that's the thing you might not be able to get there yeah sometimes i mean it it started snowing september one last year you know and you never know i've had some of my worst snowstorms in some of that country in the first couple weeks of september and then sometimes that snow doesn't leave and you're just good luck you know it, yeah. it's hard to get access for sure right yeah. so who knows they might be sitting there for a year um, oh, that'll be such a cool story though be, yeah it'd be fun it to would see be, it
0: would be kind of cool if your camera sat there and you didn't know for an entire year yeah. and then go back a year later and then
1: i find his, see his, his brother yeah, yeah. That's what makes it uh. exciting. Dude, how oh, cool would
0: that be though? If like they were up all September and there's just another giant. Yeah. <laughs> right just he, ra- yeah.
1: Oh man. <laughs> be like yeah. a foot, foot injury
0: seems real dumb now. <laughs> yeah.
1: Boy. Yeah. I'd be really upset, but then I would be planning next oh, year. Right. right. I'd be like, Oh, man. like if that bowl, it, and, and it says hope to those people. Like, dude, that's, that's what I see. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Unicorns do exist. Right. Like you do not find mountain bulls. What you do? Right. Yeah. 12 and a half years old, 300. And just to be fair, it was 379 and six eights. But you know, <laughs>
0: we're calling that. We're going to call it. We're gonna, there's a rounding error there. Yeah.
1: <sighs> and, uh, you know, it's just they do exist and it kind of just keeps you going for that next ridge. What's in that next ridge. What's in no, no creek them. Crick What's it does in no have Crick? giants. Go to
0: no tell Creek, Crick. Kids. Right. Oh, my God. I'm so freaking pumped for hunting season yeah. <laughs> yeah,
1: Yeah. Yeah. Uh,
0: okay. Give me like two words to the wise tips for people this year from your takeaways.
1: Um, do spend time scouting. I, I, I did a complete 180 on that. I used to think it was a waste of time for elk. But just as we talked about being able to put the pieces of the puzzle together, I don't think I would have killed that bull um, if I hadn't known, uh, right. and granted the bull did something different, right. Or right. the elk did, but I still got in position ultimately. And and I knew the general direction they would travel in that drainage and was able to get my position ultimately to get a shot. So I, I do think scouting mountain, I mean, every time we put it this way, I've never not learned something anytime I go out. It seems like I learned something new about the country or about elk or just, you discover this little game trail or this right. little seep. You um, see, so you learn something and you make notes, be meticulous. And I think the biggest thing is if you want to be a successful elk hunter is treat it like a once in a lifetime tag. That's huge. Yeah. Huge. Go into
0: every hunt. Like it's a once in a lifetime. Yeah. Tag.
1: And I guarantee you, you'll be more successful. Right.
0: I think that's huge.
1: I think that's the biggest takeaway yeah. is if you really put your mind to it, and think man if i only draw this tag once or once every 20 years i'm gonna give it my all and if you hunt like that and you know good things can happen hunt Um, like it's
0: a once in a lifetime tag and you'll kill a once in a lifetime bull there you go (laughs) yeah i like it all righty man well thank you so much um we'll post a picture of your freaking giant but you did write up a story i did for stone glacier didn't you
1: yeah i did so if you were to pick up um stone glaciers catalog they featured it in there. They kind of expanded their catalog as they come out with new apparel and stuff. It was kind of cool. So I got to be the first feature article in their catalog as they're starting to include hunting stories. And so I think I have a four to five page spread in there with a lot of cool pictures about the hunt.
0: Cool. Can you order the catalog
1: online? Yeah, you can get it. It's free. Yeah. You just sign up on their website for a free catalog and they'll ship it to you. Um, And
0: that catalog's a work of art. So it's Congrats beautiful.
1: To, to Lyle, he Lyle Hebel's the man. Yeah, he yeah he, he's a phenom when it comes to that. So, mm. yeah, pick one up for sure.
0: Nice. All right, buddy. Well, good luck this rifle season.
1: <laughs> yep. Late season it is. Late season. I'll be out there.
0: Oh, just to put salt in that If one. you
1: see someone walking down a turtle in a walking boot, limping along <laughs> in October, even though I probably shouldn't be, you'll yeah. know it's me.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's awesome, man. Alrighty, guys, thanks for tuning in to the Elk Hunt Podcast. If you love elk hunting content, tips and tactics, all that jazz, then go leave this podcast a review wherever you listen to podcasts at. Much appreciated. And if you're interested, go check out our Elk Hunt 201 course. It's a four step system for doubling your success. It's a great resource and it's going to make you a better hunter. I guarantee that, or we'll refund your money. So go check it out. Link in the show notes.